So I talked two weeks ago about the humility of John. And I said, as far as I can tell, he may be the most humble person that ever lived. And then I studied Luke 1. And I said, I may be wrong. Maybe it was Mary. So it's, we can't decide who is more humble. Uh, you know, that would be a very bad argument for the two of them to get into. <laughs> but if you are humble, you can say you are humble. Jesus said, come unto me. I am meek and lowly of heart. If you're a child, you can brag about being good at math. Not if you're an adult. Because you probably aren't humble. But if you are humble, you can say, I'm humble. And Jesus showed us. We can come to him because he's humble. He doesn't react to it. When I react to people, I'm showing my pride, not my... I want to learn not to ever react in a reaction mode. I want to be responding. I want to learn true humility. And let me say something. Look at me. I am humble in some ways. And so are you. And I want you to look at that. I'm just going to give you just a couple minutes now, but I want you to take it home with you because this is so important. I think it may be the quality on which other qualities are founded. It's so important that Jesus talked often about it, more than about love. Love, you know, though love and humility, they're probably pretty important. I don't know which is more important. But humility is massively important. It's so important that Jesus said, or that the Father said, if you are expressing pride, I will come against you. And that doesn't mean if you're an unchristian. That means if you're whoever you are, he will come against you. He resists. He opposes the proud. And so when I started that seminary, I said, that's got to be right at the essence of who we are and what we teach. So I'm going to send you an article this week that I wrote during that time because I talked often with the students about the essence, not because I was so humble, but because I wanted to learn how to be humble. I was not humble in our marriage when we started out. I had expectations. And when they were not met, I did not respond humbly. So I want to learn humility, and I want I want you to take a minute. I'm not going to talk for about a minute. I want you just to look at that and think, where am I humble? Because you are humble. There are some ways that you're humble. And I want you to think of those. And then think of areas where you're proud. And then please take it with you. I, wrote, I got some quotes about humility. I believe I put it on the back. Did I get that on the back of that? Uh, some. Okay. Oh, at the bottom. Okay, I guess I got that on my sheet. Yeah, I'll send this out as well because I'm going to talk about the humility of Mary, and then I've got some quotes back here. I, I really hope we can just 
get this in this Christmas season and in the days ahead. So no more talking. Give you a minute. Write down where you see yourself humble. And then I'm not going to ask you to share it. Okay, you got to start at it. Please continue that. And we're looking at Luke chapter 1. I marvel every, every Advent as I read this passage. I'm moved by it. I was once again moved. I've done it 25 times every, every season. And I'm moved again as, I, as I, I read this wonderful story. In the sixth month, that means that Elizabeth is five months pregnant, and she's now in her sixth month. Her relative doesn't know that. His, uh, the town doesn't know it, and she doesn't want them to know it because if she says she's pregnant, they will scoff at her. So she goes into hiding for five months until she's showing so that when now she says it, they'll marvel. And it changes their outlook real quick. So in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Nazareth. He had been to earth uh, a few months before, five months before. Where did he show up then? Not in Nazareth, but in? Okay, near there in Judea. We don't know exactly where he was, but it was, it was around that place. Yes, it was. He showed up at the temple. I'm thinking he, Zachariah, you're right. He showed up in Jerusalem at the temple and uh, shocked Zechariah, who wasn't used to having archangels show up during church, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying. Now look at She's not troubled at the presence. Zechariah was troubled by the fact that there was an angel standing next to him, and that scared him. It's not the Sunday school variety angel. This is a real angel. This is one who could take out the U.S. Marines on his own. So, so uh, but she's, not, she's troubled at the saying. What did he mean by that? So I'm going to give you some marks of the humility of Mary. First thing is that she didn't think, well, finally, somebody recognizes me. She's troubled. She doesn't, she doesn't know what to make of that. You're highly favored. What does that mean? People that are great like to hear other people say they're great. You know, it feels good. 
But she didn't assume anything. She wasn't assuming that she was going to have recognition because she was living the life of a virgin. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Don't be troubled, Mary, for you have found favor with God. What would be more wonderful? Saul wanted favor from Samuel. Show me favor. And Saul heard Samuel say to him, those who honor God, God will honor. You want, you want God's honor? You honor God. He was not honoring God. He was honoring himself. And Mary, in her virginity, was honoring God in her way of life. We don't know about that. But she found favor with God. I love the benediction. It said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his. So here's the news, Mary. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. Now it sounds a little bit like what the angel had already said to Zechariah, because he said, your son John's going to be great. Now here it divides. He will be called the son of the Most High. That's going to be in Mary. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. That's quite a message to give to Young virgin. We don't know how old she was. 18, 20, I don't know. What did Mary, how did Mary respond to this? Look at this. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Now she could have said, well, that's interesting. Child, well, I'm engaged. A natural response. She said, How can this be? Now, when Zechariah raised the question, it insulted And he went home wondering. <laughs> After this meeting, he went home marveling at the faith. And it didn't insult him, it inspired him. And he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Now, he gives her the news because she doesn't know this, they live 80 miles up the road. They're, they live apart, and you just don't pay a visit because that's not an easy trek. So 
Mary doesn't know anything. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, perhaps past childbearing years, very likely, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month. She's, she's been carrying this child now for five months. For with God, nothing will be impossible. That phrase comes out from time to time in the scriptures in a variety of ways. It comes out sometimes as a question. Is anything too hard for God? Or God can do anything. Nothing is impossible. And so now the angel says, for nothing. He stands in the presence of God. He and Michael are perhaps the closest of all angels. They know nothing is impossible. And so now listen to Mary. Here is her response. Incredibly behold, I am the servant. Now, she could have used the word diaconos, which means servant, from which we get the word deacon or deaconess. You know what she said? I'm the lowest of the low. Behold, I am the duos of the low. That's the slave. You can't get lower than a duos. And that's what she said. Now, she, she could have felt so He says, I'm, I'm the lowest. Could it be? You can use my body. 33 three years later, a woman said, you can use my emasculation. About the same time, a man said, you can use my donkey. A week later, a former Sanhedrin leader in the country said, you can use my camel. It's humble when you and I say to Jesus, gifts, my craft, my home, my marriage, my money, you can have my schedule where we just submit. Submission is not a dirty word to use. She's so submitted. Let it be. You spoke it. Let it be. She's not fighting. She's not, oh, ooh. You know, she, she could have gotten nervous. Oh, my. You know, sometimes we get nervous when God gives us an assignment. Why? As if it's up to us. As if we could do it. As if, as if any assignment God gives us, as if any command he gives us is easy. They're all impossible. They're all impossible. How about have no anxiety about anything? That's not an easy one. How about pray without ceasing? How about rejoice at all times? He doesn't give us commandments that are easy to obey. He gives us impossible ones, and then he asks us to trust in him. Let's not try a little harder. She, she was just so willing to receive this in Incredible thing. She was really humble. Really humble. So, I'm going to show you one, one, one other place up here. Now, with the end, we're going to stop. So, in those days, Mary arose and went with haste. She wanted to hot foot it 
to Judea and talk to her aunt. Let's say she's her aunt. And that wasn't an easy trek. Sounds like she went alone. I suspect she did not tell Joseph uh, the specifics. I suspect she said, she needs me. She's going to have a baby, which is all that she could probably say now. She entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby in her womb, how, how five months, Sarah, what, what, how much are you, how much is it, is it you, it's visible, I mean, it clearly isn't it, in five months? Not about like that, okay. So, so Elizabeth is visibly showing, which is why I think she came out, because now she'd have proof so that they wouldn't mock her. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, I love this, because Zachariah is in the house, but he's not saying much. <laughs> but he can hear, and Elizabeth shouts out this proclamation it's incredible. It is one of them. This is my favorite chapter in the whole Bible, and this is one of my favorite verses because of what she's going to say now. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your room. How did she know? I'll tell you, I think how she knew. She came out of this time of barrenness. She was a broken woman, but she came out. And she let God heal her. So much so that as she's pondering, God is speaking truth. God is speaking revelation and pouring into her heart. So that either at that moment she hears or she hears as she's praying, Lord, niece is bearing the Messiah. And so she says, and why is this granted to me? Now, Elizabeth could have said, you know, let me share you something, Elizabeth, that's or Mary, that's really exciting. Who we're going to carry? She's not thinking of herself. She's, she's thinking about this young girl who she's related to who is carrying the king of Israel. And God revealed that to her. It's so exciting for me just to think of how willing God is to speak truth into our heart if we're open to receive it, if we're humble. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hid these things from whom? The wise and the prudent. I've had four years beyond college, I tell you. I've got a little wisdom. What, where could that get me? It could get me shut out, I'll tell you. If I think that I've got something that, that uh, predisposes me to hear from the voice of God, what does is becoming a child, childlike. And Elizabeth apparently was having this time of sweet communion with the Lord, and the Lord is speaking. That the mother of my Lord, Lord, he's not only a Messiah, he's God. She's saying, you're carrying this Messiah. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb, five months along. How, how long? About that long, maybe? About that long? Yeah, about that. Five months along. 
And how, how much, how, how many centimeters is Jesus in Mary? Maybe one centimeter. That's the first time they met. And John is responding. He was filled with the Holy Spirit when, it says in, earlier in this passage, from his mother's womb. He already has the Holy Spirit. He's in the womb. Or be, the Holy, yes, yes, exactly. This is, this, is, this is incredible. The baby in my womb leap for joy. She knew it was more than just a kick. Hey, I felt kicks. I felt a lot of kicks by putting my hands in the right place at the right time. This was, this was a different kind of kick. And blessed is he. Now, she's so kind. You believed, Mary. Blessed is she who believed. Who didn't believe? Her husband. I don't know if that was a kick, if that was an, a side, side word rebuke. But blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Now, one, one more thing about Mary. Mary sings a song. This has been sung more than Silent Night for 20 centuries. It's from a girl who spontaneously sings a song who's, which is full of scripture. This was a mature young girl. When you read, when you read it, you marvel at her wisdom, her depth, and her humility. There are 10 verses. One's about Mary. Nine's about God. And even that one about Mary is really about God. So she is humble now in her song. She doesn't talk about the events that this happened. She talks about God vindicating his name, coming to the humble, showing his power. I think Mary might be more humble than John. I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll ever find out. It probably doesn't matter. I think Mary is <laughs> grieved now. Because she's been called in some places the queen of heaven. She's not the queen of heaven. She's Mary. Who bore Christ. So I want to be like Mary this season. I want to be humble. God be God. Even in me. See, she said, he, for he's looked on the humble. There is, she said it again. She, she called herself a doulos again of of his servant. For behold, now all generations will call me blessed. Well, we can call her blessed. We don't call her queen. For he who is mighty. Way to go, Mary. Way to teach us. About how, you know, if we're humble in our marriage, we're going to have a good marriage. If we're humble in our work situation, or humble at school, wherever we're at, if we're humble, we're going we're gonna to find the favor of God. Don't you want that? Sure do. So, Father, thank you that through our beloved sister Mary, you can teach us about true humility and that you can work it in us in our relationships. Teach us how to respond without reacting, Father. 
I'm so sorry for all the times I've hurt you. I need to respond. I'm embarrassed. Mary said he has brought down the mighty from the thrones and exalted those of humble estate. We just take a couple minutes just to respond. Any thoughts that you have? Comments? Any questions? Wonderful.
Excellent. Excellent. Turn that into a prayer, would you? And pray for us, because I think we all would agree with that, wouldn't you? Agree with what she said? That it's not pride. Kids are good at that. Kids are better than adults. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I receive the benediction, the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his and give you peace. And Father, bless the food, bless our fellowship, our life together this week. Amen.